while we ask the sponsors for this bill, we found a champion in this man, and we absolutely love him. I'm going to pass this over to Harvey Epstein, District 74. Thank you very much, Harvey. We appreciate it. How are we all doing out here? How are we doing? So we are in the last six weeks of the legislative session. Six weeks. 18 actual days of session. And the questions we have to answer to ourselves are, why have we not bought this so far? Why are we not caring about the lives of New Yorkers? If any of us here violated the law, hurt someone, abused them, we would be held accountable. However, qualified immunity provides blanket protection for individuals in our state. It does not protect us. It protects them. It does not protect society. It just says you can do no wrong because there are no consequences. And we don't believe in that. We believe that people are held responsible for their actions. There should be consequences. I say New Yorkers have consequences. If we steal something, we steal a loaf of bread, we steal a bag of chips, you can go to the eight-year-old the other day. They say there's consequences. But if a corrections officer abuses and beats and potentially kills someone in their custody, there's immunity. That is not the system we believe in. That is not the system of justice and fairness that we think. We know we have a race and a class problem in this city, state, and country. It is real. We acknowledge it. Qualified immunity just exacerbates the problem. We have an opportunity here and qualified immunity and to protect New Yorkers. The question we have to answer for ourselves is are we going to do it? Yes. Are we going to fight for it? Yes. Are we going to stand for it? Yes. We are. So we need all of us continuing to fight to go to Albany or back in session next week and the week after and saying you must get qualified immunity. You must protect New Yorkers. I will be there. I hope you all will be there with me and we can get it done this year. Thank you. You're ready to end it now. Carlos brought up some really good points. 58, beautiful, wonderful. Step in the right direction. The city council passed limited qualified immunity here in New York for certain Fourth Amendment violations. A good step in the right direction, but not nearly enough. We are ready to go all the way across the entire state. Everyone held accountable, not just some, everyone. Us and you, all of us get held accountable. Picture the homeless podcast. Our next speaker is a directly impacted individual. She's going to share her story and explain to you exactly why qualified immunity needs to end now. Darlene McDick.
And when I received that next phone call, it was a reverence. And that moment is burnt in my mind for the rest of my life. He told me, sit down. And I remember standing in my bedroom. And my world just crashed. Because I knew what that meant. And my son was dead. They wouldn't tell me anything else. There's absolutely no transparency. So I proceeded to try to get that information from every agency. I think every agency in New York probably has a letter from me asking for transparency, asking for accountability, asking for what happened to my son. The OSI did an investigation, and I'll read you a little excerpt from that investigation. It said, following Taylor's death, the OSI conducted an investigation into the allegations made by the incarcerated people the evening of 10-6-2017 that Taylor was assaulted by numerous officers inside his cell. The report substantiated that Taylor was assaulted by numerous officers on that date after they responded to a medical emergency. This is how they respond to a medical emergency. That ain't right. The report indicated, as part of the report of the medical examiner, that the injuries were not consistent with the staff's description of their use of force, but were in fact consistent with the report that staff assaulted Taylor. Additionally, the report substantiated that official documents associated with the incident were falsified by officers. And when I read that on the OSI report, I thought for one moment we may have transparency. For one moment we may have accountability. Those officers haven't missed a day of work. They haven't lost any pay. They continue to get promoted. Continue to get overtime. One officer made $127,000 worth of overtime on top of his normal salary after what he did to my son. So I filed FOIA requests. I tried to find an attorney. No attorney would take my case. What information do I have? So I, as a grieving mother, had to file hundreds of FOIA requests. And if anyone's ever done that, it's not easy. They don't want to give you the information. They use every excuse. I've had to appeal hundreds of FOIA requests and waited sometimes years to get the answers back. And in those documents, I got a transcript from the Department of Corrections, finally, on the administrative hearing for the officers. And the arbitrator said they were not guilty. I also got horrific photos of my son, brutally beaten, his head and face completely deformed. The nurse's notes say that my son could no longer eat solid food. He couldn't see out of his eyes. He had blood force trauma all over his entire body, including his genitalia, and the officers tried to claim that he did it to himself. I finally, in 2020, in February, armed with all these documents, I was able to find an attorney. Thank God I was able to find an attorney that finally took my case. Picture the homeless podcast.